This is Abacus. I'm Bob the CPA. My guest today is Caleb Newquist. You probably know him as the founder and editor-in-chief of Going Concern, one of the biggest accounting websites in the world. Today, Caleb's going to share his career story and why your accounting career shouldn't be linear. Just remember, your life will not be over if you totally screw this up. And then, in today's coaching note, I'll tell you about the most overlooked risk in your career and why more people aren't talking about it. All this coming up on Abacus. Let's go. Learn everything you need to know to have a successful and fulfilling accounting career. Whether you're on the partner track or you're making your own path, this is Abacus. Welcome back, everyone. This is The Abacus Show, where I bring together the best thought leaders, teachers, and accounting professionals from all over the world to share their experience to help you become a top performer and empower you to take control of your career. In this season, we're going to cover everything from the importance of trying new things and overcoming fears when you're making a career move, to presentation skills for your next audit committee meeting, must-know Excel tips, effective business communication, how to speed up your job search, and a whole lot more. This is part one of my discussion with Caleb Newquist, founder and editor-in-chief of Going Concern. I started talking Caleb's ear off a little bit, and we ran way over time for this interview, so I've split it up into two separate episodes. In this episode, Caleb shares his career story, including the most surprising things he learned while starting one of the biggest accounting websites in the world, and why it's important to try new things in your career, even if you're not 100% sure it's the right move at the time. Part two of this interview, we dive into marketing for small accounting firms and offer some tips on how they can start using content marketing today to increase brand awareness and attract new clients. You can listen to part two in the show notes for today's episode at abacusshow.com slash 201. Now, let's get into the interview with Caleb Newquist. I guess my background is, my background is accounting. I think most people know that, but I, I definitely started out uh, straight away in the college. I wanted, I wanted to study accounting. I, I took my first accounting class in high school and really took to it because there were numbers, but there was no math, basically. And so that kind of got me through as an undergrad and through grad school also. And I started with a small firm and uh, I did that for two years. And then I went to a big firm. I went to KPMG and then um, spent about three and a half years there. And around that time, I kind of, you know, I, I, I got into writing on, on the web, started blogging um, as a hobby. And eventually what became just kind of uh, a way to kind of maybe is more like journaling, I suppose, online journaling. But then it, it basically became an outlet for me to write about my job. I was living in New York and it was, I was not, I was not happy uh, about how my career was going at the time. And so it was a good way for me to kind of just chronicle my frustrations with just kind of corporate life in general, not necessarily anything super specific about accounting or about, about KPMG, but just kind of life in a big corporate firm and those kinds of things. It's kind of hard to remember back how it was back in, what was this, 2008, 2009, when, you know, kind of it hit the fan economically yeah. wise. So, oh, I yeah. mean, I remember when I first found Going Concern, I was just kind of burnt out. I was, I was a Deloitte at the time in audit, and I was just like, wow, these, these guys really know what I'm going through. It was great. Yeah. And I mean, that was basically it, right? I mean, I, I, you know, if I think about what was going on, I was actually in the midst of a rotation in the tax, in the tax practice at KPMG. And I really thought 
you know, it, I had been burned out on audit is what would happen. And if I actually, if I take a step back, what had happened was I, I was probably burned out when I was working in the Denver office. So moving to New York was kind of this way to give me a fresh start, go to a new city, start new, be really focused on um, private equity, which I was really interested in at the time. I was really interested in private equity clients. And so moving to New York and getting like really getting in full force into those types of clients was what I thought I wanted to do. And then I discovered that I couldn't do audit anymore. I just couldn't. And so I thought a rotation to the tax practice was going to was gonna be kind of the same thing. It was I'd worked in tax at my first firm, and I liked tax. I liked the research aspect of it. I liked the more studious aspect of tax. But it just didn't work out that way. So, like, my frustration kept building and building, and I, I tried all these different ways to make my career at the firm work. And, yeah, it was late 2008, and things were kind of falling apart at the time. So it wasn't in the stars for me, I guess. And so, but writing and <laughs> writing on the internet apparently was. So, I mean, I really took, I really went in a different direction. And uh, ever since I got the opportunity to start going concerned with breaking media back in 2009, I mean, it, it's been full steam ahead as somebody who works in media, somebody who's a fringe journalist I, is, is what the label we came up with quite a few years ago. And just focusing on content, creating content for accountants, which not that many people were doing in 2008, 2009. I mean, Francine McKenna was basically it, you know? Yeah, it was like Francine, and then you came on the scene, and then uh, there were a couple, like, niche forums for each firm yeah. kind of had their own thing. But other than that, it was pretty sparse. Oh, it was it was really it was really sparse. And I just remember in late 2008, when things were starting to unravel, I just was just obsessed with the media coverage. I just could not get enough of it, reading article after article about all kinds of things. You know, in 2007, it was Bear Stearns. And then early 2008, it was Elliot Spitzer. And then later in 2008, it was Lehman Brothers, right? So I just ate up all this coverage. And I thought, it's amazing that there aren't accounting sites out there that cover this thing. And I was reading Dealbreaker at the time. And so Dealbreaker was my favorite, my favorite site to read back then. And um, it was just, I, I couldn't believe that there wasn't anything like it for accounting. And yeah, it's been seven years. It'll be seven years, let's see, next month when the site officially launched. And um, I've, you know, my, my, my career in media has uh, is now, it's, it's way longer than my career in public accounting. So it's, it's been quite a change. It's kind of funny how you say that, because I want to go back to where you said you actually knew like from high school that you wanted to get into accounting. I talked to so many people who are like, oh, you know, I just kind of fell into it. And now that's my career. And you kind of you started out knowing that's what you wanted to do. And then you just went a completely different direction with it. Yeah, it's weird because my um, I had a buddy in high school whose dad was a CPA. I mean, I knew he worked hard. But I just, I don't know, I, he, he just did well for himself. And so for, in, a small, in a small town in Nebraska, you know, everybody knows what everybody does. Everybody knows everybody's business. And so, but I mean, this is a buddy of mine and his, his dad seemed to have a good life. I mean, like I said, he worked really hard, but he had a good life. And so that, that kind of exposure uh, coupled with my interest, my, you know, the kind of the academic interest, I just thought it made perfect sense. You know, it's like, here's a job. A lot, of, a lot of security, get to work with business. I really like business as a field of study. I, I thought accounting is, is going to be the ticket. And um, so, yeah, I, I pursued it straight out of the gate. It just turned out that I wasn't, 
it's just, I just wasn't that analytical. You know, what's interesting is um, when I moved in with my wife a couple of years ago, I was digging through a bunch of old stuff and I found my GMAT scores. I looked at the scores and it was so funny because I scored in the, in the, for the, for the, the analytical portion or the, the quantitative portion. I don't remember what they call it, but I was right in the middle. But then in, in the writing or in the comprehension aspect, I was in the like 75th percentile. And so it was just funny to look at that. And even then, I was only 23 years old and I didn't know anything. You know, I was an idiot. But even then, my skills were all, it was already clear that my skills was obviously somewhere else other than the analytical nature of accounting. And it's, it was funny to look back on it now. It's like, man, I just didn't know. I had to like live it all for me to actually end up in the right place. It couldn't be a linear kind of journey. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if you had just jumped straight into writing, you know, who knows how that would have worked out for you if you didn't have... Well, that, that's the thing, right? I, I've always liked writing. That was the one thing that I, I remember. I liked writing papers. I liked, I liked doing the research and kind of learning new things and then kind of writing that stuff down as a task, you know? But, you know, when you, when you, take, those, when you take your first career guidance class, and for us, that was junior high... You know, and you look at, like, what journalists make, you're just like, oh, God, that is not an option at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Absolutely. I'm not going to be a, you know, it's like, what, they make 30 grand a year? No way, you know? And so that was just, it just never, ever occurred to me that journalism was an option, you know, because, I mean, when you live in a cardboard box and it's like you have to live in a place, especially when you live in a place like New York or Washington or or, or some place like that where, you know, where journalists naturally gravitate. And accounting just provided just this, this seems like a nice career path. And being a CPA seems like a nice career. And, um, and, and a lot of financial opportunity and a lot of financial freedom. And it just, you know, it all fell apart, which is fine and worked out fine. But, um, yeah, I had, to, I had to live it. I had to, like, go through all these things to figure it out. And I think that's kind of an important lesson we don't really tell young people enough is, you know, try stuff and see if it works out. Everyone's right. so afraid to be like, oh, my God, is this going to kill my career if I, you know, switch yeah. to a staff accountant role or somewhere else or I leave public before manager? And it's like, well, there's only one way to find out, right? That's so true. I mean, even yesterday on Going Concern, I, I kind of posted this thread for the interns. I found some tweets. For, you know, a lot of the big firms are starting their summer internship program. There's all this activity on Twitter. So I curated some tweets and threw it up. And I said, just remember, your life will not be over if you totally screw this up. I, and I, you're exactly right. I mean, people are afraid. I think too many people, I think too many young people are just afraid of making a mistake. Like somehow if you make a wrong career choice, that it's irreparable. Like you're doomed to failure forever. It's just simply not true. I mean, it's not even close to being true. I mean, you know, short of going on, you know, a, a killing spree, you are not going to ruin your life if you, if you pursue accounting and you find out that it's not for you. Absolutely. Especially like, oh, when I was uh, a couple years back, I decided to take a year off and do some travel and everybody thought I was the craziest person ever. I'm like, I have a ton of experience. I have my CPA. I can come back and the worst case scenario is I'm working, you know, as a staff accountant. Like, that's not the end of the world for me. So it was yeah. nice to have kind of that freedom to know like, oh, wait, it's not going to end. I might set my career back a little bit, but it's not going to kill me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I definitely don't agree with the, the premise that, again, careers are kind of these linear things. 
like, this is the first step, this is the second step, this is the third step, and you achieve financial success and all this stuff. And it's like, that's not really, I mean, the people that I know are definitely not living their lives that way. Like you said, some people take, you know, they take time to travel. I wish I had done that. I wish I had, like, just said, forget it. I am dropping everything, and I am going abroad for a year or, you know, whatever the length of time is. It's just like, I wish I had had the opportunity to do that. Turns out I didn't, and that's fine. But, I mean, I, I think more people of, that have those opportunities should just, should just do them, should have, have those opportunities, have those experiences. And because careers aren't linear and I, I don't know, it just, it, it's hard. It's hard to convince people that it's okay to do something strange, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. Especially um, for accounting, it seems there's a very linear career path, like you're saying, get good grades in high school, get a good grades in college, get an internship, then go to the big four. And then you go after, you know, senior or manager, whichever you think is better. And people don't even stop to like develop the skills of what do I actually want to be doing? It just right. doesn't occur to like, when I was a senior at Deloitte, it didn't even occur to me until I started reading Going Concern, like, oh, there's a lot of other ways I could be spending my life than, you know, coming into busy season. One of the things I really love about Going Concern is their ability to keep things light while still providing useful information. So I had to ask Caleb how they do it. Kind of, you're known for being kind of the snarky tabloid reporting. So yeah. How do you kind of strike the right balance between, you know, being entertaining, being tongue in cheek and actually providing helpful information to people? Oh, my gosh, that's such a good question. <laughs> In the early days, it was all entertainment, right? We were just just bomb, just just bomb throwers. And it was fun because, you know, you've got kind of this sleepy, sleepy profession with these big firms and and you just have all these young people that work there. And just there was nothing like it on the Internet at the time. And as far as I know, it's the only thing like it for the accounting profession still. And so it's one of those things where those early days, it was just whatever works, you know, throw anything at the wall and see what happens. And that, that got us through a lot of that got us through those early days. But what, what you eventually found was that people were still interested in serious topics or more serious topics. And I, so I think a perfect example that I share with a lot of people is we started getting emails from people who were in kind of these career conundrums. They were in these, they had to make a decision. They didn't know what to do. And we started answering those questions. And so it was one of those things where, and, and they ended up being really popular. So we started answering people's career, basically Dear Abby for, for accounting careers. And people really, really took to it. They really got passion, impassioned in the comments and, and, and were willing to give advice and wanted to help kind of their, their accounting brethren. And um, so that became a big part of our content strategy in those kind of, I would say, years two through four, two, two to five, um, accounting or advice, career advice became a huge part of it. And so that was one aspect that became more, that became more serious, but also was more, I guess it was more of a utility where people would say, Hey, I can email these guys and they'll give me their unbiased objective opinion on my situation. 
which is really tough to get in big four. Like you're, you can't go to your coworkers or else they, you know, they think you're slacking or they're going to tell the manager you're leaving or something. It's, it's kind of scary when you're there. So it's nice to have somebody you can, you can actually talk to about these things. Not only that, but I, I, I also think, you know, I, I mean, you worked at Deloitte, so you know how it is, but like you, you go to people that you think you trust, right. Within a firm and you want an honest answer. And nine times out of 10, you don't get an honest answer. You get the firm answer. Right. I think that's a frustrating thing that a lot of people experience is like they really just want someone who has no emotional attachment to what is going on in their lives to just give them some straight up advice. We it eventually got to the point where we were getting so many questions and a lot of times and, and we couldn't. Number one, we couldn't answer them all, whether because they were repetitive or or we just didn't think we were, you know, it was it was it was a worthy question so that we didn't want to, we didn't want to write about it because eventually we got burned out on all the, on all these, all this career advice. So what we did is we built open items. We built a forum so that anyone with any question, they, it was fair game. It would go up, you know, within, you know, the confines of our, of our user rules, but your, your, your question could go up. It would go on the site and people could engage that way. That way it wasn't just the editorial judgment of us. We just said, Hey, if you have a question or if you've got a career issue that you want to talk about, um, just post it here and you'll get, you'll get some honest responses. And so that really kind of took it to a, a new kind of, I suppose, egalitarian level where it's just like, Hey, everything's fair game. Everything's equal. All your, all your problems, no matter how silly or, or mundane they might seem, it, it can go, it can go in this portion of the site and people will respond. Um, for better, for worse. And that's a real win-win for you guys. I mean, you guys win because you don't have to keep writing all of the answers and helping everybody. And the people asking the questions win because they get their question up in front of tons of people who have more experience than them and can actually help answer it. That's exactly right. I mean, on occasions, uh, I did get, I got a, I got a pretty unique question from a, a young senior manager, or no, I should say an experienced senior manager who's just a couple of years away from partner and he's having second thought. And it was, and we don't get a lot of, questions like that. So I actually did respond to that one. And it was fun. You know, I hadn't done something like that in, in, in quite a while, but it was also a unique question. And so I thought that was worthy of kind of just bringing to the forefront because a lot of people my age are in that place right now where they have to make a decision about what they're going to do. It's, it's one of those things where it's really hard, especially if, you know, people my age are having kids or have had kids for a while. And if they're, if they're still, if they're still struggling with, things like work-life balance, uh, I mean, sometimes they, they really do need someone who has no emotional attachment just to tell them, you got it, you, you know, what to do, or just give them, give, them a, give them an honest perspective. Was there anything besides, I guess, people asking you for career advice that you found maybe was surprising or that any patterns that jumped out at you after talking to so many different accountants? <sighs> um. I mean, I think the career stuff in, its, in itself was pretty surprising. It was something I hadn't considered before. Because like in the early days, people wanted to talk about money. You know, they wanted to talk about their salaries. They wanted to talk about their bonuses. And so that's, you know, that's super low hanging fruit. I think it was surprising that people genuinely wanted good career advice. And I, I guess the, the other aspect that I think was interesting was that I guess I was surprised by the amount of loyalty I just kind of thought that I was in those early days, it was really, 
you know, there, there, there was some doubt about kind of the long term um, kind of the, the well, going concerns ability to continue as a going concern, right? The internet is a very fickle place. And so for it to have this kind of longevity, which I think in blogging years, I think seven years is like 700, but it's, it, I think the loyalty has been a very pleasant surprise. Before I let you go, is there anything that we haven't covered today that you kind of want to make sure the audience knows about? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, I'm on Twitter, so uh, you can follow me at CNewquist. You can follow Going Concern at going underscore concern. You can visit those websites. All right, Caleb, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Bob. It was fun. Each episode, I like to share a little tip or tidbit that, while probably not life-changing, will hopefully help you out in some small way. This is Coaching Notes. Today, let's have a little chat about risk. Specifically, the risks involved with finding a new job. Earlier this episode, Caleb and I touched on the idea that pretty much nothing you do in your accounting career is going to be fatal. Sure, unethical behavior could cause permanent damage. But stuff like trying a new job, taking on new responsibilities or taking a sabbatical isn't going to lead to a life of poverty. Most of us understand that intellectually, but we're still wired to be afraid of the unknown. And to be honest, there are real risks involved with making a career move. You may hate your new boss, your new commute could be longer than you expected, or your new company could have layoffs someday. You know all these risks, and that's why changing jobs is really scary. But have you ever stopped to think about the risks involved with staying where you are right now? These are also very real risks, but most people like to pretend they don't exist. It's more comfortable to pretend you're safe. It allows you to put off the tough decisions for another day. The most obvious risk at your current company is that layoffs can happen anywhere, at any time, and being a loyal employee won't protect you. But the less obvious and more dangerous risk to your career is complacency. What happens if you stagnate, get complacent, and stop learning new skills? Will you be ready to find a new job when you need to? Or will the world pass you by? And you'll be in for a rude awakening when you finally need to look for greener pastures. Look, time is your most precious commodity. Guard it wisely. If your current job isn't moving you toward your desired career and life goals, then you risk wasting a lot of time that could have been better spent, happier, and more fulfilled. I'm not saying everyone should go out and look for a new job today. I'm just saying take a critical look at the risks of staying at your current company and the risks of leaving, and then make an informed decision. And that's your coaching note. Thanks for listening. If you're new to the show, you can catch up on all of our past episodes and get access to tons of training courses, cheat sheets, articles, and downloads by visiting abacusshow.com.